Welcome to the More Than More podcast, where we discuss building meaningful, impactful businesses, careers, and lives through real estate. Well, here we are. I, uh, I'm excited to chat with a new group of faces here. I've got three guests with me in the podcast studio. Uh, you guys want to say hello real quick? Hi. Hey, hey. Sure. Okay, Hi. we should probably introduce you. So, Andrea Stone. Andrea Stone. Uh, Tom Stender-Custer. We just talked about your wonderful double-barreled name. Yep. <laughs> um, and Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, happy to be here. Uh, you guys excited? Yeah. Very. It's going to be great. Well, Very. let's uh, we can turn the beats up if you'd like. Yeah, <laughs> bring it on. <laughs> Groovy. <laughs> well, welcome. You guys are here as uh, we have a context for this one. And so, you are all recent graduates of C21 Connect. Yeah. Uh, I bumped into you just a couple of days ago. You're still showing up. Yeah, my official end date is February 13th. Okay, so they haven't given you the boot yet. Nope. How about you, Andrew? Mine's the end of January, mid-January. So you know. did they actually kick you out? No. So but I, we said January 9th, Isaiah and I were done and okay. high-fived yeah, and kind of said... stopped getting the calendar invites. They just said stop coming. <laughs> yeah, Tusky invited us to a happy hour for us. So Thanks for playing. You're yeah, out. You've done enough. <laughs> we need a graduation ceremony or yeah, something. That's right. Well, I think we do have one. We have a happy hour. Oh, happy yeah, hour. Happy hour. Yeah. No, no cap week. and gown, no nothing. Oh, what more would you expect? Just Roll out the red carpet at once. You guys, you know what we're going to do? We're going to institute the graduation policy is that at happy hour, we don't pay for any of our drinks. There you have it. That could get dangerous. <laughs> well, that's where this one started. And so I heard that the three of you were graduating. And let's explain what graduating from Connect means here in just a minute. But it got me thinking, hey, this is probably a good opportunity because we don't get to have everybody's voices on the podcast. And so maybe as we have graduating groups, we can bring them in and just find out how things went, what they learned. Because I'm sure there's yeah. plenty that you guys learned in this two-year period of time. So, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Thank um, you. Thanks. So, why don't we start with that? Uh, C21 Connect, you guys have been in there for two years. Who wants to take a step? So, if somebody's listening to this that has no idea what C21 Connect is, uh, what's, what is it and why are you graduating? I would say it's a space where new agents can speak up, can ask questions that we're afraid to ask in the team meeting. Because that's hard to do sometimes. So it's really a space for us to share. Why? Why is it hard to do in the team meeting? It's yeah. an awesome group of people. Yeah, We're all in the Urbandale office. and They sell a lot. They're a great group. Um, so if things come up, I have people I can go to in Urbandale. But then in Connect, it's like, okay, we can really dig in. These to are our, my to people. Our questions. These are my people. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. even the second year going back and Connect, and mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, someone wants yeah. to ask me a question? Right, because yeah, in team help. meetings, it's it's tough to ask those simple questions being a new agent because there's yeah. agents that are in those team meetings that have been doing this 5, 10, 20 years, yeah. and you're like, I'm trying to figure out this simple inspection question. I don't want to bring that up in a room full of vets because they might think I'm well, not. And we, we want to look we want to look like we you know, know what we're no. doing. <laughs> so, yeah. so I really like Andrea's take that it's a, a space. It's really a safe space. And yeah. I also think it's kind of a mix of continuing education, whether or not it's for credits, but it's a learning environment and mm -hmm. really a place for camaraderie. And I really think that that's important, especially when you have people that are either working remotely, they don't have an office or they do in and out. Um, it's the one place for during your first two years, you can really feel a, you know, connection, you know, physically, um, and emotionally getting that support. I um, think it was pretty aptly named, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Connect, yeah. I think it's one of the things we as a team, a company have done maybe best 
And I, it's evolved a lot over the years. It started with something called the oval table. We actually had a big yellow oval table and it was me and a handful of new agents. And I did my best, but I'm me. And so then we had a couple of other people step in, but ultimately Angela take the reins and what she and her team and everyone, Teske and everyone involved has created is just such a safe space and a great community. And every year there's people coming in and every year there's people coming out. But I think you touched on something really cool. First year, you're just, there's somewhere safe for you to be to ask s- stupid it's questions. It's like, I, I know what I'm supposed to do on Mondays because yeah. I drive to Ankeny on Monday. Yeah, I have yeah. some, it's, it's, my schedule's taken yeah. care of for that day. Yeah. Um, but then the second year, there's something magical that happens because you're, you're now ahead of this crew and you get to be the guru to the group of people asking the new sets of stupid questions that aren't stupid. They're what everyone has to learn. So I think Connect's awesome. So why are you, explain to anyone that doesn't know real quick why you're graduating? Um, we've been been there for two years. Been our for two our years, time yeah. is up and time to move onward and upward. That's what it said on the contract. Two That's years. <laughs> <laughs> so do you know where the two-year thing started? Because um, we always said two years, but I call it the Donna Meter Protocol. Oh no, why is that? <laughs> because Because Donna loved Connect. It was her favorite space and... I think if she could, she'd still be there. If <laughs> Six I could, years I'd still in, be there too. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So we lovingly said, "Hey, Donna, it's been like three years, three and a half years. You have to leave." And uh, it was really, really cool and healthy. But the point is that there's a natural progression of being kicked out of that space. Uh, I don't know, as a coming of age, kicked be- out of the nest. Well, because the bit. next set of two year people get the opportunity then to be the voices, mm-hmm. and and it, it keeps the space pure and fresh. It's hard, though, to, to kick you guys out. But it's also the right thing because you got to move on to the next chapter of your business. And I feel like the timing works out really well because to your point, Isaiah, I think all, the three of us now have no hesitation in our team meeting um, back at the Urbandale office to bring up you know, questions from an inspection or questions from a showing or a deal that went south or whatever the case may be. And I think that, you know, we've had that proving ground of connect that not only built up our intelligence, it built up our confidence. Sure. And now we're the ones who bring the case studies. Yeah. Second valuable case studies. Other people need to do that. It's like, I want to tell you, you shouldn't have to be shy in the first year in Mm -hmm. team meetings, but at the same time, you're right. There is, there have been people that come in and ask questions that you're like, okay, this isn't the space for that. Yeah. So there's a, what do you call it? An emotional intelligence element to that mm-hmm. where you got to be self-aware. And yeah. so, yeah, I think connect is amazing. I think our team's doing a great job there. You're about to get the boot. So congratulations. Thank you. Got the boot. <laughs> so tell me about that a little bit. Let's just talk about where you're at. So anyone can start, but uh, let's start with how was your first two years? So you guys are all, you all started around January, February of 20? 2021. 2021. Isn't that yeah. crazy? Yeah. Which contextually was in, in dead, dead middle of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Great yep. timing. Welcome to real estate. Fun, fun. But we were all back in the office at that point and things were more business as usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell us about your first two years. What uh, highlights, what you learn, what would you have done differently? Who wants to start that? I think the first two years, or at least the first year, is very transactional. It's it's how do I process this form? How do I receive an offer? How do I write an offer? It's it's the details of a transaction. And then the second year moves into more the relationships and the digging deeper and the uh, connections with my people. Huh. That's how I saw the first two years go. That's good. Uh, 
I, when we say transactional, we talk about that philosophically, like we don't want to be transactional. Well, that's what I was so afraid of. Like, okay, first year, first offer. I didn't even know how to send it over. Yeah. Dot loop. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the phone Whoops. with Renee Dunkel at nine o'clock at night. Yeah. Asking for help and saying, what time do you go to bed? Can I keep calling you tonight? And but you're dead right. You have to learn the fundamentals. You have to learn how to open a lockbox and you have to yeah. figure out a PA mm-hmm. before you can engage in the relationships organically because otherwise you're just fumbling around with the technicals. Yeah. And I also think that it really wasn't part of Connect, but it was more just part of our onboarding with our success coach was the opportunity to either be invited by agents that proactively reached out or you just ask them, can I go on an inspection with you? Can I shadow you on a showing? And, you know, that was, you know, incredibly generous of agents that are obviously, you know, ahead of us, were more successful to let us you know, kind of hover around and learn. And that was, you know, combined with connect, combined with the success success coaching, I really feel that's kind of like the trifecta of, mm. at least in theory, the foundation for us to now fly off and see if we can su- succeed. I think, I think those invitations <laughs> felt really natural in Urbandale. Um, I never really had to ask. The other agents no. were saying, hey, you Shadowing come? I'm doing then, a yeah. showing today. Yeah. Hey, you know, just tagging along. It was, mm-hmm. I was invited it was great. I think yeah. that's a sign of an incredibly healthy office and organization, yeah. right? It was huge for my first year because I remember my first day in real estate. I just sat around and twiddled my thumbs for two hours. You and everybody uh, else. You and everybody <laughs> else. So it was it was huge having um, the seasoned agents in our office, you know, having that availability and the willingness to help me and other agents um, really just like shadow them. And they were like, yeah, come on and showed you the ropes. I thought that was huge for me. Yeah. yeah you and I went on one with... Um, Eileen. Oh, Eileen. I was, I was attached to Eileen's hip for a little <laughs> bit because they had those desks right outside of her office. Uh-huh. And that's where I posted up pretty much Monday through Friday. Now I would always like roll my chair into her. I was like, Eileen, what are you doing today? Cool. That's what I'm doing today too. She so had a lot lie. of that because of where she sits. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But she's awesome. Um, she is. And a bunch of them are. And I love what you're touching on because C21 Connect is a space that we have on a weekly basis for our new agents, but really our roadmap is about a whole comprehensive program, and one of it is the shadowing, the success coaches, uh, the content, and so. Yeah, you guys are you guys are three little success stories. You're you're all uh, at different phases of your business, but uh, you've all you've you've landed at least in terms of some level of yeah. stability. We call it survival, stability, success, significance. Uh, so you touched on some stuff. How would you say your first year was? Um, first two. Yeah, I was going to you know add on to what you said, Andrea, that I kind of felt like you know the first year was getting your sea legs and figuring out. And I, I think a lot of it was, you know, having your head in the right space. And, you know, I knew you know, this was going to be my full time gig. It was a new career for me, but I was all in and, you know, I, I kind of always operate, operate a little bit on the steady as she goes, you know, and, you know, just keep, keep moving forward, keep moving forward. You know, you know, quitting was never an option. Um, and then I think in my second year, you know, for me was being invited to join a team was, you know, huge for me, um, you know, both an honor and just another layer of, even deeper learning um, and experience gained. You got two chapters. Yeah. You started a new one with 
Megan Mitchum and Nicole, when, when did you join? Um, that was in, we just had our one year anniversary was in January. Um, so yeah, it was just, just about one year in, we started kind of on a trial basis about six months earlier. Mm. Um, Megan admittedly said, you know, she wasn't interested in building a team. Um, so I offered to, or she asked me to help with um, when they needed showings and things, when they didn't have the capacity to take it on. And, you know, a few people um, said, hey, that guy's pretty nice. We really liked him. So um, <laughs> after about six months of doing that, we went out for lunch um, for sushi. And um, Megan said, we'd like you to join the team. And without hesitation, without any concern about what the contract would be or anything like that, I just knew it was the right thing because I knew... Mm. Megan would be fair, it would be a good deal for me, and that I would learn and enjoy the three of us working together. Mm -hmm. That's great. You've heard me say it a hundred times, apprenticeship is the best model for learning real estate. So what we've tried to do with Connect and the success coaches and the mentoring is emulate that as much as possible without having an actual apprenticeship. Yeah. Uh, but what you've got is another notch up on that even, so... Yeah, you're right. That did change for you. I was going to say a big part of the first year is our exposure to Buffini. All yeah. of us mm -hmm. became good friends. Mm -hmm. What was the class called? Pathway, pathway to, to something. Pathway, pathway to, to mastery. Mastery, mastery yeah. is a bold word. <laughs> it's a pathway. <laughs> it's a, yeah. long, it's a long path. <laughs> Start with path sometime, <laughs> so we right? all were in that class together uh, the first year. That was great. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that but was another. Just exposure to his mindset, his process. Yeah. That yeah. was great for me. Well, and you're you're the. 50th class that have gone through that. I remember Megan Mitchum was one of the first class, technically her and Brandy. It was called a hundred days to greatness yeah, back yep. then, but it's the same thing. We've had generation after generation after generation of agents come in and go through that kind of content to shape our thinking about the business in a way that we share. We all do this differently, but there's a common thinking about our relationship mm -hmm. with the client and what the business is mm -hmm. about. How was your, uh, how was your first two years? First two years were, were up and down, I'd say. Um, I remember my first year was a lot of just trying to keep my head above water because um, I was going to do this full time. I was The option was never to do this part time and figure something else out. It was like, I'm going to do real estate and I just need somebody to give me an opportunity. So it was nice, you know, just coming in, I was able to have a listing right out the gate. It was my stepdad's. And um, after that, I still didn't get paid for quite a few months after I got that listing. Welcome to real estate. Welcome to real estate. But it was supposed to be hot. You know, you put a sign in the ground and it sells, right? Yeah. No, that, you that, still don't get paid for it. You still don't get yeah. paid. So that was that was the case for me. And I felt like it was a lot of just trying to figure it out, um, just trying different. Um, I know in Connect and through our success coach meetings, we talk about the five spokes and figuring out, you know, how are you going to generate leads? And mm -hmm. I felt like I had, you know, seven to 10 spokes, but I wasn't doing any of them well, but I was trying all of them. And I remember a lot of what um, kept me above water, kept me above the line my first year was referrals. I would say 70% of my business my first year was referrals, not from, you know, my friends and family, but from other agents in the office, like a Megan Mitchum or an Abby or an Eileen that would, you know, hey, this is a client that, you know, I think you could help that I may not have the time for would you want to take this on? I'm like, yes, because I've been sitting at my desk doing nothing all day. Yes, let me, <laughs> let me please show them. Let me take care of them. Just somebody give me a shot. And so that was my first year. And then after going to connect and having those meetings with my success coaches, um, 
I was able to kind of figure out the process of it and have a little bit more confidence mm. and in what I was doing to where I could do the activities, you know, talk, have those conversations with, you know, my sphere and like strategically figure out, okay, what partnerships am I going to build? What people am I going to connect with to where my second year I doubled my income. And so I thought my second year went a lot better than my first, just because I figured out what I needed to do, where to invest my time. Well, if you're doing anything right, your third's going to be better than your second too. Yeah. So um, we always talk about the magic three-year mark and it's not magic. It's just basic common sense. At some point, this stuff starts to snowball. Hey, do you mind if I go back though? You said something interesting about the referrals thing from agents. Yeah. In every, uh, one of our big offices, every year, there's one, maybe two, but normally one person mm-hmm. that is the recipient of what you just described. Yeah. Someone is, it, it seems to be, it's just that they're present. They're at the office all the time. They're yeah. humble. They're kind. They're willing to learn. Mm-hmm. And there's this overflow that they're the recipient of. And you were that person. In that I, first I, was year. That, I was that person. For I've had sure. lots of those people. What's the secret? So if I want to show up and I want to be that new agent that gets the excess, what do I have to do? Oh, uh, well, when I, when I first started, it was, you know, introducing myself to all of the agents. So I, they at least knew who I was. The second step was actually be in the office consistently, whether it's, you know, Monday through Friday or like a couple of days a week for more than just an hour in and out. So they actually recognize your phase. You can build that relationship because if you meet them and then you don't show up for like a couple months, they're not going to trust you with anything. They're just going to know who you are. You'll well, probably you're not, you're not top of mind. Either. Yeah. You're not top of mind because there's other agents that are consistently in the office. Um, so I think that was kind of the recipe on why I got those referrals is because I was in the office, I was building relationships with those agents. Um, and I was, I was coming to things. I was coming to the the office Olympics. I was there for team meetings. I was there for the happy hours connect. I was, I was just present. I'm telling you, it's a thing. And so for any new agents jumping in right now, like that can be one of your spokes. Your, one of your spokes can be, I want to get referrals from the top agents in my office. Yeah. And every spoke has to have an action plan. Yeah. And that's why I'm asking the question. There's an mm-hmm. action plan to getting that. And I think yeah. you, you kind of played that out that first year. It was good. I, I, you know. I milked it for sure. <laughs> well, well, you know, in addition, I was also the um, recipient of another agent within the Urbandale office referring a client to me um, that actually I sold their house and then bought them another one. So it was two nice. transactions. Awesome. Um, but another thing I want to touch upon when you brought that up and being present physically in the right. office is... Um, on the rare occasion when someone calls the office oh, yeah. and wants to talk to an agent, if you're there, right. and I benefited from that as well, yeah, just yeah. once, but, mm-hmm. you know. It's hey. increasingly rare. We used to compete for that. Like, that was a the thing. The office calls? Well, we used yeah. to have a rotation <laughs> for who got the calls or the walk-ins because people yeah. walk in all the time, and, yeah, that's not much of a thing. But you're right. It happens. Yeah. And in that first year, you really can't be picky. Anything you can get to get the opportunity to go surf someone is what you're looking Taking for. Taking around. Yeah. I mean, those were those were all – all three of those transactions were were challenging. Um, they took a lot longer oh, yeah. than the traditional transaction, um, but they were worthwhile. So kept you going. So real quick, just for people's context, how would you describe sort of where your business is today? So don't need metrics or anything like that. But uh, if you think about your business plan for 2023, so where are you at? Where do you want to be? And what are you focusing on? Maybe you could even touch on your archetype just a little bit, like where your area of expertise is. Why don't you go first? Okay, so I'm definitely a networker marketer. um, But, you know, I think we all kind of 
spill onto other sides of, of those. And I definitely enjoy the challenge of conversion of, you know, a lead that called into the office or that registered online or whatever the case may be. Um, I, I kind of like that extra challenge of I'm going to make this work. Um, my year ahead, my word for this year is courage and courageousness. Um, last year, I can't believe I can't remember what, what, what it is. You have um, a year, every, uh, a word every a year. Word every yeah. Year. So I've, so super cool. I, you know, had a vision board last year and I decided to keep that vision board. I just need to update it with courageous or courage. But you have one word per year and you don't remember last year's I, I can't I, and I'm, I'm trying to picture the the vision board because i i look at it every day from my desk was it remember um it was like oh gosh no one got my joke <laughs> what, say that again yeah, so it was the word remember. remember yeah <laughs> um but um Cur why courage um courage to learn take on things that are scary mm. um to go for it to have courage to be successful and um, looking ahead, my, my, you know, goal is, and it's the same as it was last year cause I didn't make it. It was too ambitious was 44 transactions. Okay. Um, so I'm keeping that goal. Megan said it's a little high, um, <laughs> but I like, I like, Shoot to for have, the moon, I like to have, you know, big audacious uh, goals to reach for. And um, you know, one of the other things thinking about this year ahead course part of the sales contest we're in right now is help kicking that off and i was listening when you came and spoke last week and we were talking about the fundamentals and started thinking about that and i always like to my brain is always wanting to kind of like rethink things that relate to marketing and positioning and that's just kind of how i'm wired from my prior career and i actually came up with the thought that it's not the fundamentals it's the fundamental is relationships and the strategic tactics are pop buys, notes, face-to-face -face meetings, all of those, you know, things that we do um, support that fundamental of. We're in the people business. Yeah, of my, of my business. Um, yeah. So that's really where, you know, my head is on delivering that experience because as we all know the business is changing and like a lot of businesses things can become commoditized where it's looked at like you know a gallon of milk is a gallon of milk unless there's something added to it or it's organic or whatever um and with simple fee brokerages and for sale by owner all those things they're gunning for our business and our value proposition has to be something that we and only we can own and that can be we signature real estate or we 515 realtor team or me tom stender custer um but there has to be something to sustain us into the future well i think you're right that thing isn't something flashy and it's not a bunch of fancy dance moves it's well, I call it LRC, leadership, relationship, creativity. Mm -hmm. It's it's the value that you bring to each of those relationships. Yeah. But it starts with relationships. Yeah. And you're in the people business. So courage, 44, and the fundamental. Fundamental. Uh, I love it. And I do have, and I it was either you or maybe it was from Buffini, but I have this post-it note. Let's pretend it was me. Okay. <laughs> and it's this post-it note that's so worn and tattered 
Um, it has no stickum left to it. And it says competence plus care. And I don't know what class that was from, but it's smack dab in the center of my desk to remember that's what clients are looking for, that I'm competent in my profession, my craft, and that I give them care. And that hopefully that care, that relationship that I'm delivering is a quote VIP experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, as we all know from Buffini and from all the things we look at and you find on Pinterest, everybody's, and you know, Tom Ferry talked about it, um, you know, R and D rip off and duplicate. Mm-hmm. Um, There's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. And I kind of, I, I kind of hate that, but you know, it, it's, it's somewhat true, but that just reinforces the need to really find a way that, you can do something because no one is going to duplicate you. Now, AI is coming for us on that. But, I think but, it said <laughs> competence and care builds trust with your people in, okay. the, in the relationship. I think well, so. I'll, give, I'll give the post-it note to Buffini the way yeah. you expressed it. We also articulate that as, yes, uh, what they're looking for is trust. Trust is the recipe for success. Mm. To build trust, you need uh, both character and competence the care and the character align with each other, but you got to be good at what you do and you, they're going to know that you care. Um, I love it. We'll give Buffini the credit for that, but I really love the summary there. 44 courage, fundamental care and competence, I guess. Um, good stuff. How about you, Andrea? Your year, what you're looking for this year, kind of what your focus is. Well, as we're in the sales contest right now and we're talking about market reports over and over, um, I was talking with Isaiah, I think, yesterday or this yeah. week, you know, sending these market reports two years later from when we started the sales contest feels a lot more authentic to me. I'm sending this resource in the mail to my database with a note and it doesn't feel as fake as it felt two years ago. It felt like I have something to add for you Is because, that because I you care feel about more you. competent. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And the value that I'm providing, they're expecting something from me and it feels good to do that for them. And the follow-up doesn't feel as awkward and it just feels a lot better two years in when I'm following up with people and they see me as that resource for them. Um, So that's where I am two years later, really digging into my people. I look at my database. uh, I'm a total Buffini person because when I'm writing them notes, I love writing the personal notes. I could do that all day long. It feels like how I feel when you send someone a Christmas card. It feels Mm -hmm. good. I want to send that to you. I want to follow up with you. Uh, So just leaning into more of my, my database is my plan for this year. Very good. And any any tangible goals? Any? Oh, I said to Isaiah, I want to sell as many houses as Isaiah. It's <laughs> <laughs> an easy goal. You got there it. You go. Well, he's shooting you for two hundred, so go. that's yeah, terrific. Right. Um, no, that's really good. Just to be authentic, I think I got the advice early on from Abby Robertson. She's amazing, and she mm-hmm. told me, Andrea, people need to see you as the realtor in their life. You need to let that take time. It will take time. Yeah. You've said it to me before too. It's the long game. I do my calls, my notes. Keep going. Yeah, that's good. And I think the authentic and what what did you say? You have to be, what was, what was Abby's phrase? Uh, people need to see me as the realtor in their life. Yeah. So they knew me from other careers before and they yeah. hopefully trusted me and liked me in that capacity. Now it's building this. Yeah. When they um, think of real estate, they think of you. Yeah. Right. The, the authentic part of that that you're talking about where it starts to feel real the second, third, fourth year, it's so important not just because you're more competent and they can sense that you're more competent, but 
when you feel more competent. I, I just think um, part of what holds us back in that first year is this sense of uh, imposter syndrome. Yep. Oh, yeah. For sure. Like, what am I doing? I, sure. If I finally get through to you and you raise your hand and say, sure, then you go, oh, crap. Here Can I actually pull this off? And I think that's a healthy thing, frankly, because anyone that doesn't have that feeling is just lacking self-awareness. You, you ought to feel insecure in the first year when somebody entrusts you with the largest asset of their life. Yeah. And you yeah. ought to carry that like a big bag of rocks because our clients deserve that much. What's beautiful is when that bag starts to feel lighter because you're like, no, hold on. I do know the fundamental and I know the fundamentals <laughs> and I can care for these people. And then you start to really be able to build on the, the, the relationship and the people and you can just be yourself. So, but you got to earn those stripes and it takes time and you got to, I think you said it well, the first year is just all about learning those basics. Yeah. So you feel like you're through that. There's lots more no. to learn. <laughs> yeah. Always more to no. learn. <laughs> Not through it. Um, getting better at it. The imposter syndrome fades away, but it's still there yeah. for sure. It's still there. Oh, you guys are, I'm in awe of these two. They're amazing. Well, we work with some really high producing amazing agents in our office. Yeah. Yeah. And luckily, they're always helping us and answering questions. And I've never asked a question where somebody said in the office uh, they didn't have time or didn't care enough to help us. Um, but we're not there yet. They've been doing it a long time. We mm -hmm. know that. So that's why Connect has always been that place where we could ask questions. Not anymore. Not you graduated. Amazing. Yeah. You know, the, know good, the good and the bad news is that imposter syndrome, the way we're talking about it, I don't think it ever goes away. I think it goes away for one chapter. Mm -hmm. um, some of our top people today are still struggling with imposter syndrome just at a much, much higher level. So whether it's hiring your first assistant or bringing on team members or going and getting a $2 million listing or yeah. in every one of those tiers you're now re-encountering something that you don't feel competent or capable at. And, but everything you've ever done in life has been that. Every, like learning to drive a car was that for you. You didn't think though when you drove here today. Thinking about no, being a mom. All. 100%. Like, all of, we call it the four thinking, C's, yeah. right? You've developed that capability and that confidence now. But yep. to do that first, you had to make a commitment to jump in and you had to develop courage to get through it. So there's that courage word yeah. again for you. So that's really, really good. Isaiah, uh, where are you at? Where are you headed? Where am I at? Where am I headed? I don't have a fancy word to attach to my answer. <laughs> Tom, you like, shouldn't have gone like first. Tom? Okay, yeah, so my, my, my word later. last year was Ignite. Ignite. There oh, wow. I remembered it. So I think that was yeah. kind of appropriate. So you can, I bequeath that we'll, to you. As well. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll use Spark. We want to Spark okay. my third year. Okay. Um, and for me, what I want to do is I want to make Golden Circle. I feel like I've graduated Connect. Boom. There's really no next step but to go to Golden Circle. And so that kind of feels like the cool kids club. So I want to meet the criteria to make Golden Circle. It's meant to feel like the cool kids club. Yeah. And it sucks that everyone can't be there. But if everyone could be there, it wouldn't be the cool there's kids no cool club. Ki yeah, 100%. Who are the cool kids then? So, so you're shooting for Golden Circle. Shooting for Golden Circle. A lot of my business up to this point has been from my sphere. And I want to kind of get outside of that. Still take care of my people. But a big goal for me is try to do as many open houses as I can. Okay. Um, just to see what that spoke can really do for me. Cause I feel like I did open houses these past two years, but I didn't quite do them in the capacity to where I could actually see tangible results. Like I think, I don't know the numbers, but I know these last two years, I maybe did less than 10 open houses each year. Um, when this year I'm going to try to do them every Sunday if I can. I guess I'm curious about that getting inventory that's available for opens is increasingly challenging. It's tough, yeah. 
resale doesn't stick around long enough to warrant them and yeah. new construction is kind of hard. So mm -hmm. do you have a plan for this? Yeah. I mean, every, every Tuesday when we have our team meetings, I figure out where the new inventory in our office is coming from, or I'm checking the matchmaker to see what the yeah. new, um, newest listing is going to be because I think that would drive the most traffic to those open houses. Cause that's what buyers want to see. You're looking for the high traffic opportunities, looking for the high traffic Good opportunities. Yeah. And so, I mean, sometimes like just earlier this month, there, there really wasn't any of those opportunities. And the one house that I wanted to do an open house was already taken for Sunday. So I asked if I could do it on mm -hmm. Saturday. So it's just getting creative and, you know, having the availability to make those adjustments to still get those opportunities. The last in. few weeks, have you had opens on yep. the weekends? And traffic has been? Traffic has been pretty good. Yep. I did one this past Sunday, but it went pending on Friday before yep. I could, you know, find a different one to do. But mm -hmm. I still did it, and we still had two groups through. So yep. people are still out there looking. No, I've heard that the activity is very high. Foot traffic is yep. high. The buyer demand is pooling for sure, but everyone's out there. And the minute the snow melts and so long as we're yeah. sitting at six or five, you're going to have yeah. a ton of activity this spring. Right. It is a very interesting environment that we're inching into where we've done all this work to correct a somewhat overheated market. And now interest rates are starting to come down and it's just like pouring fuel back on yep. these like embers yeah. and it feels like it's just going to ignite again and prices are going to come back up. It's just going to be fascinating. Yeah. Spark. Spark. Well, Andrea. You didn't need a word, Andrea. Andrea. No, I have, I did this, um, went to a retreat, goal setting retreat early January uh -huh. and my word is purposeful. Okay. Oh, just awesome. with, my, with my time, mostly my time with my work, but my time with my family Purposeful. Wrote it down. I have it on a big, it's a good word. Colorful board at home. Purposeful. Purposeful. I, purposeful. Andrea, I want you and I to be at the table with Isaiah at Golden Circle. Awesome. We'll make it happen. Let's make it happen. Purposeful. I can't believe you guys brought words. This is so fun. Th that was before <laughs> yeah, I knew that we were doing this. <laughs> it was. It was a goal setting day. It was before I knew we were talking today. My word is the source. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, let's do this. I, I'd like to think of this little five, 10 minutes as an exit interview, if you wouldn't mind. Congratulations, you are graduating. Say, you're firing me. Made me yeah. a little nervous. Yeah. I'm like, hey, wait, what's going on? <laughs> no, but you're turning you're, your items. You're being fired from, <laughs> from Connect, yeah. and, uh, and we've loved having you there. And I'm sure Angela will miss you guys. And you're another chapter of agents moving on to the next thing. And we look forward to seeing you in Golden Circle. Um, but help me exit interview wise, think of me and us trying to learn about how we can make connect even better. Right. So I know we're doing some stuff really, really well. So how did connect, I'll just throw it out to anyone, but how would you say connect helped you? It helped me feel like part of century 21. I think without a doubt that imposter syndrome was alive and present for me. I mean, this is, you know, I'm older than these two. This is a totally new career for me. And, um, yeah, I think it really helped, you know, that go away as much as it could. Um, so I would say it was a touch point for me. Um, being a newer agent, my schedule was pretty open, um, so having something that I could commit to every Monday to where I could go in and then get actual action steps coming out of every meeting, I thought was big for me to help grow my business. So mm -hmm. I, I really enjoyed that aspect of connect is just having that weekly touch point where I could, you know, meet other peers, you know, in the same shoes as me, um, 
and kind of going through it together. So kind of building those relationships with other agents who are kind of trying to build a business just like you mm-hmm. in the same, having access to the same tools, resources, and the same environment. So it's cool. Mm-hmm. I made a lot of friends in Connect that I probably wouldn't have if I didn't go to Connect. Yeah, that's why we sure. have to almost force you guys into spaces like that. And the I think the connections of the vendors, um, we're always talking about different lenders, inspectors, things like that. You had the, a bunch of those in yeah, throughout the, the year? Those are great. Okay. Um, so that was really valuable. Um, it was early in the second year where I figured out it's the same schedule. The first year is the second year, but oh, yeah. the second <laughs> year you're like, yeah. oh, I have things to add. <laughs> I know things this. to say. <laughs> I know this part. Yeah. And we talk about the funnel, and Angela's going to be really proud that I caught that. And there's two parts and she goes through it yeah. um, but it's not unintentional because it right. allows you in that second year to start to be the guru and you're the best people to help teach the next batch because it's fresh for you you remember what it feels like yeah. sure and the first year you, you don't ever think that that would be the case <laughs> and then, yeah. then it is and then you're able to add to the case studies mm-hmm. um, what happens when you're actually out there that that's a big deal that's where a lot of the questions mm-hmm. come through and people really share a lot about what's going on in their business Case studies are huge, both in our weekly team meetings. I feel like, you know, both in Connect Mm -hmm. and at our weekly team meetings, they're probably the most valuable um, learning opportunities for us because either, you know, it's either something we're about to navigate or we don't want to navigate and how to avoid it. Um, But yeah, I, I, I think those are always incredible. Some things can only be learned through experience. Right. And you either have to learn them exclusively through your experience mm-hmm. or you can learn them through the experience of those around you. Yeah. And what that, what case studies does is that yeah. it pulls that entire group. How many people are in connect now? Almost 30, 30? at any given point, yeah. people coming out, people coming in, always being refreshed, but everyone experiencing all these different things. And every one of those case studies that comes to the table means somebody's learning from an experience they haven't yet had mm-hmm. or able to add insight from an experience that they had a year before. So I think you're right. What else makes it work? What are the other components? So the case studies, what else makes um, an environment like Connect work for you guys? There's a, there's a rotation. There's great experience that comes to teach the class. It's not always Angela. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Teske. It's other success coaches, Thomas, uh, Jen Harmon, other ones. And then they're on the Zoom too. So it's people not just in the Des Moines metro. So that like, things that are unique in certain markets. Inside from other markets. I would yeah. never know that. So hearing their perspective is great. Mm. Um, I think that makes it work having a rotation. That's good. And then, and then we would oftentimes have um, group discussions where they would create breakout rooms yeah. um, or for the Zoom people and then us within the room. Different um, activities and stuff. Because about yeah. a third of the room every week is on Zoom mm-hmm. yeah. and you've got two spaces. I mean, everyone's hearing the general content, but then the the Zoom group is doing their own breakout while you yeah. guys are doing your case studies, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, well, and sometimes there's actually specific exercises or things we'll do and we'll break up you know, in the room groups of four mm. and then depending upon how many people are on zoom that might be you know two or three groups um and then we come back and one person will report to the group you know how was your discussion on things to look at in an inspection report that you'd you know ask for things like that seems like it's super important for the space to be safe yeah. uh there has to be a space for you to ask your stupid questions where there's no stupid questions yeah. and uh, you feel like Connect has hit that tone. Yeah, and yeah. it's also the pride of, you know, when someone comes in and they have their first sale and Angela reads the shout yeah, outs. I love that pretty you're cool. celebrating that. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. It could have taken them six months and you're really <laughs> happy for them and it's awesome. 
Well, I'll give a shout out to Teskey and Angela for what they've created there. I think they've yeah. built a really good space. And if you don't come for a while, they're following up. They know mm-hmm. who's there yeah. and you don't want to miss it because they miss you. Yeah. They want you there. They know. Yeah. So the forecast sheets has recently been added. One of the things as a company I feel like we've done the least well is accountability. And accountability is almost a four-letter word sometimes where it's like, because we have frameworks of how we think about accountability. I'm like wagging my finger now. Uh, but what we've added at the end of Connect, or the beginning actually, is that you everyone in the room is doing their forecast sheet, plugging in right. their, yeah. their information and updating it, which creates some level of, oh yes, like we're, uh, just thoughts on that, because I know that that was a recent addition to the weekly structure. I think it's good because it adds that, um, you know, not only accountability, but the discipline of mm. doing that. Um, and, you know, my own accountability and discipline now is needing to go into Moxie and work on all of my contacts and filling in the blanks where I don't have a phone number, I don't have an email or whatever the case may be, um, contact by contact to get that in shape. Um, because I feel like, you know, when we were in Buffini, I had referral maker and then I had the spreadsheet from when I first started. So I was kind of all over the place and I'm all in on Moxie works. I'm going to make it work. Um, and I have to, you know, get intimate with my database <laughs> and understand it inside and out and fill in all those blanks. And that's, you know, I think having that discipline yeah. at connect will help without a doubt every agent going forward. Yeah. I'm glad it's been added. How about you two? What do you think about that? The first year, it wasn't talked about much. We did it no, in, in the winter as planning. All. And then towards the end of this winter, there was a workbook. So we were excited yeah. to hear about that. that we're reviving great. it in yeah. a way because we've realized how important it is for agents to do that. And what we haven't done is force a space to encourage everyone to pull up their forecast sheet once a week. Well, in December, yeah. I knew I was graduating January. I said, Angela, my accountability to you is I want to show you my forecasting, yeah. my database, um, my, my planning before you let me graduate. <laughs> so I did that. Yeah. But just continually opening uh, it on a weekly basis, especially in the winter right now where you're planning out. How about yeah. the success coaches part of this thing? You all were assigned a success coach during your Thomas. first two years. Thomas. Thomas. All of you Thomas. are Thomas because yes. you're all Urbandale. Yeah. Right. Okay, but Thomas is going to be listening, so be careful what you say, but like, how did he do? <laughs> I think did Thomas did great. I thought he did really well. He did great. And sometimes he'd tell me he was proud of me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he he's uh, he really loves the opportunity to pass yeah. it on. And I think, and maybe I hope one day you guys will do the same. I think that's, again, a sign of a beautiful, healthy organization yeah. is when you don't just take and you don't just learn, but you look forward to the opportunity to pass that mm-hmm. on to the next crew. Yeah, so I maybe think your your success coach is really like what you make it because yeah you have those I don't know what it is now because I haven't had a success coach meeting in a while yeah but I remember we had just like these set couple meetings and like yeah. after your first month or two like you never had a scheduled meeting with your success coach no. again and so it's evolved like I still call Thomas to this day I'm like hey I I need my success coach here for this one question that I have and so That's even funny. like after you know, those first couple meetings were done. I was still plugging in with Thomas as much as I could because that I now associated Thomas as this person that I, I, 
I go to for help because he is my success He coach. even said to me yesterday, do you yeah. need anything from me? Yeah. Text, phone later. call, that was great. email. Like I'd say for your success coach, plug into them as much as you can because they're there to help you even if you don't have a scheduled meeting with them. Well, I will say this. Our success coaches, we have a bunch of them around the company. It's not like they're being compensated millions of dollars for what they're doing. They yeah. really are doing this. We're just giving them a tip. But they're really doing this because they love the opportunity to pass on uh, – what it means to be successful to the next crew. And so it comes yeah. out of a, a heart of giving and servant leadership. You can tell he's always available, mm-hmm. cares yeah. about how we're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so later. shout out to Thomas. Yeah, he, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling sure a little, I'm feeling a little left great. out, though. He hasn't checked in. He didn't in reach with, out to you? No. So no, he th- kind of saw me. So Thomas. Banging my head on the desk yesterday. Thomas, if you're listening, if you're listening, why don't you send a referral my way? I'll make sure I take care of them. Oh, no. <laughs> got to get in the path of business and got to ask for it. That's right. That's right. Well, we're, we're probably coming up on, on time here. We could probably talk for hours and hours. I guess I'm uh, curious, just final thoughts from you guys. So uh, first of all, super proud of all of you. Congratulations on making it through first two years. I, we say this all the time. The first surviving the first year is a big part of what it means to make it in this business. You've also all done it intentionally with relationships at the forefront. You've also all worked on building out five spokes and intentionally having a lead generation flow that you own. And I'm sure that like everybody, it's not been perfect and there's lots of bumps and it's tricky and it's hard, but you're coming into that magic sweet spot where you've built a foundation and things start to flow. I keep thinking of Zig Ziglar with that pump. Have you guys (laughs) seen that video? Where he's constantly priming the pump. You're through that part. You're at the part where the water starts to flow, the repeat business, clients that refer you, friends and family. So the good part of this business is coming. It's like you've worked through the hard part. Um, So maybe just in looking back and in thinking about where you're headed, advice to those that are just behind you. So getting into the business, think about your first two years, what you do right, what what would you do differently, and what advice do you have for anyone behind you? So um, I would say the biggest piece of advice I could give is just show up. Um, you never know what's going to happen that day. As long as you're present, you know, good opportunities will come your way. And for connect as uncomfortable and awkward as those introductions are um, as a new agent, you know, it's nice to they make to you me- stand up. They make you stand up, give your five spokes. We used to have bingo cars. I haven't seen anybody do a bingo. Oh my gosh, that's, right. Bingo. that's yeah. right. Yeah, They haven't been doing bingo, <laughs> yeah, but surprise. you know, as you uncomfortable no it is, you know, show up, introduce yourself, um, make some connections in that room because those will be your, your buddies as you build your businesses together. So that's my advice. That's really good. Yeah. How about you guys? I would say, do the basics, the calls, notes, Popeyes. Just keep doing it. Keep doing it. Slow and steady. That's me. Keep doing it. Don't you cry str- with did, those unsubscribes. Did you struggle with that at first? I still struggle with the calls, for sure. Talk us yeah. through that. <laughs> Picking up the phone to call someone, especially early on. Now it feels like... Strangers or people you know? People I know. You'd call a stranger before someone you know? Yeah, maybe I'm the wrong archetype, but that's another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, so I was just getting to now that I feel like I have worked to build a relationship with people. It doesn't feel fake. It doesn't feel like I'm What's calling someone just because, hi, I'm new in real estate. And then there's silence yeah. on the phone. So yeah. it's, it's not like it's not like that. But um, well, it's back I to love the, the face to face. I love the notes. Yeah. Picking up the phone, calling. That's my focus this year for sure. Well, I think it's all about the context. Like if you're sending a market report and you think that what you're trying to do is get someone to sell their house and you're sending them a CMA, 
and you don't know what you're doing, then you have imposter syndrome. And so it's a weird thing to send. But today you're sending them and you feel really confident about it, right? I feel really good about it because well, everybody wants to know. The calls are the same. If you build right. relationships with people authentically and you actually are checking in, to, in on them, not to sell them something, but to provide helpful information or offer guidance or just check in on them truly as human beings in relation to the largest asset that they own, um, I think the same feeling can ensue. I think it becomes increasingly natural, but it's about a framework of how you think about it. So I think uh, my challenge for you, would, what's your word again? Purposeful. purposeful. Be, be purposeful <laughs> about reframing those calls in the same way you have the market reports, because I think there is an other side of that. So then it, does, it feels relational. It feels... I think it should, and I think it will. I just, uh, I'm not saying force it. I'm saying think it through and ask yourself why you're making the call. And if you're making the call because you're trying to hustle up business, then I understand why you feel the way you yeah. feel. But if you're making the call because you're truly working to check in on someone that deserves to be checked in on because they bought the largest asset of their life with you and they yeah. trusted you with that, then that's a beautiful call to be making. And I think they deserve that call. And if you have real, real relationship with these people, they'll be grateful for the call. True. Change True. your thinking. True. 2023. Boom. That's what I'm going to do. Boom. Call. You see me, ask me. Um, but back to your, your yeah. sentence. But you I said do the basics. Do the basics. Do the of, basics. That's early on in Buffini, the calls, notes, pop buys. Yep. Um, I have a referral maker CRM. I like it because I thought, why should I reinvent reinvent the wheel? I'm going to follow this, and that feels natural to me. Um, even in Connect is a place you can practice. Sometimes we do practice scripts. Um, yeah. Stand, we're getting group breakout groups. But you're Buffini through and through, even the CRM. Yeah. You're, you're trying to follow yeah, the program. Yeah. Do you have a coach, by the way? Not yet. I have you. <laughs> <laughs> you. We well, got a lot of us. You got Angela. Yeah, apparently, you got Thomas. I got so. Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Round tables coming yeah. up. Yeah. Right. Um, good stuff. So I've got show up, do the basics. Um, how about you? <clears throat> so I think um, Isaiah touched upon it. You know, we kind of used to talk and connect about all the information we were learning was like drinking from a fire hose. And I think you know, two years in, <clears throat> we kind of know what we're good at or and what we like to do focus on those. So for me, you know, looking off the back of the boat over the last two years, um, it's developing and refining discipline and consistency in what I'm doing. I feel like the first two years, you're kind of not kind of learning. We, we are all over the board yeah. doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And, you know, it, it's, it's hard not to to do that, um, you know, some of it we either don't like doing or it doesn't feel natural, but I think we, we know what we're good at now and what we like doing. So my focus is going to be on, you know, zeroing in on that. And for me, that's really about relationship building. So I, you know, keep trying to go to different events um, to meet people and just have a real, you know, honest conversation with them where I'm not gunning for a sale. I'm just trying to make a connection mm -hmm. and, have them hopefully think of me when they think of real estate um, and hopefully through follow-ups and things like that. And that gets back to that discipline and consistency. Um, you know, that will be reinforced and that's when I can, you know, ask a little bit more pointed questions, you know, Oh, could I, you know, do a home valuation for you or something like that. So you said a lot of good things there, but I'm trying to shrink that down to a, a bite-sized phrase. I heard discipline and consistency 
of what? Is it about execution of your... Of like, of the tactics of, you know, is it Popeyes, face-to-face, phone calls, notes, um, having, you know, a discipline... A every, plan. Every, every week right. of, and that's what Megan and I have talked about, um, having some rigor there of, and some accountability. On, it sounds like it's about your activity. So yeah, you said the first couple of years, you bounced around, you had to learn, you tried this, you tried that. Yeah. Now you know what you're good at. And now what you need is a disciplined plan to focus on those activities that you know you need to engage in that yeah. produce the fruit. Is that yep. close? Yeah. And and, I, and and honestly, the sales contest is the perfect kind of like kick in the butt <laughs> <laughs> to, to get started on that and hopefully build that momentum and then just go, okay, fine. You're not having to put in a scorecard on Monday, but you're still going to do this. It's all right here. So, you know, I just came up with an idea. I'm going to go back and I'm going to print, you know, 50 more of those sheets and keep doing them. They're going to be for the rest of the weeks through the year. I got good news for you. (laughs) We, 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 we've got something coming for you that will do that for you. That's even better than those scorecards, but they're the ongoing scorecards that if you want to keep like in the forecast sheet, you track all your people and where they're at in terms of their transactions. And then we have a quotient for that, right? Like a multiplier, mm-hmm. which creates a forecasted revenue. And that the goal is to get that score up and up and up because that's your forecasted revenue from commissions. Well, in the same way, we're doing that with our activity sheets. And we're just saying there's really two numbers you need to kill every week. One is you got to get that forecasted revenue up by incubating all your, your business. The second is you got to get your activities done and we're adding a score to that as well. So if you focus on those two things every week, so I'm, I'm leaking information here, but uh, <laughs> oh you're, you're the first to hear. So, but I love what you're saying. Like, why would you track your activities for a two-month sales contest to win an iPad when you should be tracking your activities all year to grow a healthy business that yeah. you could buy hundreds of iPads with? Yeah. Um, so I, I love the thought process. Well, I think, and I think that kind of gets back to, you know, for me, you know, no judgment on anyone who might be, you know, a part-time agent, but for me and knowing myself and my discipline was my head had to be in it a hundred percent. And, you know, that just helps support that, you know, I'm all in, it's the long game. Um, so, you know, for me, that's, you know, really kind of the foundation for my success. Love it. You guys are all playing the long game. It sounds like you've all got your head screwed on mostly tight. Trying. <laughs> um, so, yeah, congratulations again. And maybe we'll have you back in when all three of you hit Golden Circle awesome. at the same time. Right, is, that, right. is that the plan? Yeah, let's That's get that penciled in right now. Um, <laughs> well, good job. Appreciate you guys. And thanks for sharing your thoughts. I think there's a whole bunch of people that can learn that are ahead of you and behind you in terms yeah. of the timeline. So I appreciate all your your openness and authenticity. Good stuff. Thank Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. For more episodes, resources, and show notes, head to morethanmorepodcast.com.